0: Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Turning the page is more than just going into a new year. You know, you can, uh, you know how you, of course, all of our calendars now are on these things, right? You know, but you used to actually have a paper calendar. Anybody ever remember a paper calendar? You ever had one of those, and and yeah, you know, some of us still do. Uh, your day timer, your planner, all those things. But but watch this: just because you turn the page, doesn't mean anything new is going to happen. So you could turn the page and just be another page like the one you just read, huh? You could be in the middle of a chapter and turn the page, and you just got more of the same, right? Just because uh, I buy a new 2020 calendar, and 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 turn the page. To go into 2020 from 2019 doesn't mean anything's different. See, that's it's one thing, you can turn the page or you can turn the page. <laughs> you, it, it's not just because of the calendar, it's not just because of the season, we, we, we need wisdom what to do. See, I could turn the page and it's just more of what I've read, or I could turn the page to a brand new chapter in my life. And so we, we need the wisdom of God to see this happen. So let's look at Philippians chapter 3. This is really a critical, uh, this is a turn the page wisdom passage. This is a turn the page attitude passage, all right? So let's look at this. Uh, Philippians 3. Now, here, here's what I want you to get the context. This is the writing of the Apostle Paul. He, of course, was quickened by the Holy Spirit to write this but the setting of paul writing this is that he is imprisoned in a philippian jail or pardon me he's imprisoned in a roman jail writing this letter to the church in philippi to the philippians he's incarcerated he he is imprisoned for preaching the gospel i want you to get the time frame it is at the end of his life he is at the end of his life he is he has served god this man has has led and And uh, had visions, he says, of heaven that God forbade him to even share. He was used to write uh, the majority of the New Testament epistles. This this is a man of God. This was a man who we first met who was named Saul who persecuted the church, hated the church, hated Jesus, held the cloaks of the men who killed the first martyr in the church, but had met Jesus and radically changed and became a mighty apostle. And this is the man that we're about to read from, okay? This is the setting. This guy had lived a life like we cannot imagine. He had seen what we can't imagine. He had done exploits for God that that have not been duplicated since then. But this is what he writes. Okay, think of this. Now, you have to get the setting. Philippians 3 and verse number 12. He says, not that I have already obtained all this. Oh, really? (laughs) What's left for you? Watch this. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on. Okay, everybody catch this man's heart, the spirit he said i I've, I've not reached it yet i've not done it yet, but I press on to take hold of that the The king James says uh to apprehend that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. he said there's something yet ahead of me i'm I'm with everything in me pressing to get to the next place. I want to fulfill the very purpose for which God took hold of me. All right? So we keep reading. He says in verse 13, "Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it." I have lived my life. I have preached the gospel to places that had never heard the name of Jesus before. Uh, I have founded churches. This man uh, has an unparalleled ministry. And yet he says, "I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of." It, but one thing I do. Now, I, I remember some years ago teaching you from this passage and, and, and I, uh, you know, I'm the son of an architect and an engineer and so I, I, I look at things in a linear fashion and, and, and so he says, this one thing I do. And so I'm ready for one thing and then he says two things. That kind of bothered me. I have to be honest. This one thing I do. And then he says two things. So watch this. This one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. So I said, God, that's two things, not one thing. Now, maybe you don't read the Bible like I do. Sorry. It's a a journey to read the Bible in my mind. I have to tell you that. So I said, what does that mean? He said one thing, and then I read two things. He says, those are two halves of the whole. That's one thing. You can't do one of those by itself. Are you with me? I'm going to come back and help you. So he says, I'm not there yet. I'm pressing on. I'm still turning pages. How many hear what I'm saying today? He says, I am at this point in my life, and I'm still turning pages, because I know God has more for me. So this is the way I do it. How many want to turn the page in your life? How many want to have the better year than this year? How many want to have a, how many not just want to go from good to bad, you want to go from good to best? Okay. So how do we keep turning pages? Paul said, this is what you do. It's a combination. You can't do one without the other. He said, I'm going to forget, let go of what's behind me, so my hands are free to take hold of what's in front of me. Every once in a while, are you with me? You've got to let go of some things to take hold of some things. If I'm going to take hold of what God has for me, I need to let go of what's holding me back. So Paul says that's one action. It's one action. It's not two things I'm going to forget, and then someday I'm going to take hold. Or I'm going to try to take hold, listen, before I forget. I can't take hold of a new thing if I'm still holding on to the old thing. I can't move into the new season if I'm still tied up and wrapped up in what's going on back here. Anybody with me in this? That's one act. So he says, this is how you turn the page. You forget. What do I do? He says, I am forgetting what's behind, and I'm straining, straining toward what's ahead. Verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So he said... This is what we learned from this man. This is a guy that knew how to turn the page. So let, let's look at verse 12. Let me give you some encouragement. No matter where you are in your journey, if Paul's still there, we'll, we're still there. And he says, not that I have already obtained all this. So can I give you some good news for you today? God has something more in store for you this morning. God's not through with you today. It, no matter where you've been and what you've done, God's not through with us today. How many can say thank God for that? There, there's something else to reach for. God's not done with this. And so what he says, so I'm pressing on. He said, I realize there's more for me serving God. So, so I'm pressing on. Uh, he said, God took hold of me for a purpose. Look at this. I, not that I've already reached all this, obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on. Look at this, guys. To take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Can I tell you something? Jesus saved us, saved you, saved me, because we needed salvation and forgiveness and healing. He saved us. How many are thankful? God, he saved you. And, and, and I'm thankful I'm going to heaven and not going to hell. Come on, how many are thankful for that today? But what do we do in between those things? God saved you with a purpose. God saved you with a plan. He said, I want to take hold of that for which God took hold of me. Do you realize that when we accepted Jesus as our Savior, he took hold of us. He he put his hand on us. He said, I'm going to use you. Your life is going to have an impact. You're here for a reason. You're going to make a difference. How many are thankful God has taken hold of you today? Amen. And Paul says, "I'm, I'm going to keep going until I obtain that. So God's not through with us. God took hold of us. Your life matters. You're here for a reason. You may be at the greatest moment in your life. You may be at the lowest moment of your life. Listen to me. This world is better because you're here. This world is better because you're here. Your life matters. God took hold of you. You are a part of his plan. And can I give you some really good news? God's purpose for your life is greater than any failure that you've had. It's greater than any failure that you had. Let's think for a minute about the prodigal son let's think for a minute uh, you know we read about the prodigal son let me just let me just walk you through it. you could find this later in luke chapter 15 but remember there were two sons and uh one was the older brother and and he was taking care of business and helping his father and the younger son said you know i don't want to wait till my dad dies i want my money now anybody ever know somebody who thinks like that Not, nobody here of course but someone else in your family I want that money now. I don't want to wait around for dad to die. I want my inheritance now. And the father gave it to him. And what did the young man do with his inheritance? Well, the first thing he did, because you can always tell when somebody's going to get in trouble because they leave the good places. (laughs) He said, I'm going to go live it up, so I got to get away from here. I don't want my dad to see what I'm doing. So the Bible says he goes to a far country and spent every penny of his inheritance. And when all of his money was gone, all of his friends were gone. Isn't that interesting? As long as he was bankrolling the party, everybody was there. He was a popular guy. All was well. But he spends his money and it's absolutely gone. He's bankrupt. It's become so bad now. He is, he has uh, working for a man, feeding the man's pigs, and, and evidently he is so impoverished he's eating the food, he's feeding the pigs. And one day eating pig food, wallowing in the mud, having Being a product of a wonderful family, blessed with great potential and purpose, this young man makes a turn-the-page decision. How many with me right now? He makes a turn-the-page decision. And he says, you know what? No matter what it's going to face or what I've got to do to go home, it has to be better than this. And maybe you're here today and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Maybe the enemy has ripped you off and robbed you because the devil is going to do that. Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy And so after this young man had been ripped off and robbed and embarrassed and humiliated, he made a turn-the-page decision, and he said, I'm not going to live the rest of my life like this. I'm not going to spend another year like this I'm not going to die like this I'm not going to continue to live my life with these failures and so he gets up he turns the page and he starts walking home and he said I know I'll never be the same I'm not going to be accepted I'm not going to be a son I violated that I ruined that I messed that up but if I could just be a servant for my own father and not a son but a servant it's better than this and you know as he's walking home his father has been looking for him every day do you know that no matter how many times you failed. Your heavenly Father is looking for you right now to make a turn the page decision and say, you know what, I'm going to get up out of this pig pen. You may come back to God smelling. You may come back to God pitiless. You may get back in the will of God. After you blew it so bad nobody but God will give you another chance. But when the young man got near his home, his father saw him and he ran and threw his arms around that stinking, rebellious, disobedient broken-down boy, and said, I love you, welcome home. That's the God we serve. And he brings him in the house. And he says, we're going to celebrate. Go get his robe. Go get his shoes. Go get his ring. You know what the Bible says? The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. When God calls you, he doesn't take the call away. You might run away from it, but God's waiting on you to come back. Your position doesn't go to somebody else. He's waiting on you to come back. He got his shoes, his ring, his robe. Why? Because when you make a turn-the-page Decision. You will discover that God's purpose is greater than your failure. How many can thank God for that today? So, what did He say? See, this this is this is turn the page inside here. You make a decision. You come home. We go to verse thirteen. We're we're, we're looking at this. We're seeing that verse thirteen. He said, "Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it." Philippians three thirteen. He said, "I'm still not there." Let's go back to this. But the one thing I do remember, there's. Two parts of this one thing. You can't do one without the other. There's this one thing I do. He says, I'm going to forget what's behind me. I'm going to forget it. I, that, this, this word here, biblical words, very interesting forget. It doesn't mean that, that your brain ceased to function. It doesn't mean that you got hypnotized. It doesn't mean that, that uh, it, it's, it's like it never happened or you're in denial. I love this definition. Forgetting in this context means no longer caring. i'm not wrapped up in this thing anymore it i i I no longer care and 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 i'm no longer consumed by this thing he said i'm going to forget the things that are behind me i want to give you some words here that three words today that will help you turn the page i want to ask you again how many are ready to turn the page maybe off a bad year or maybe off a good year to your best year come on see we we in the church need to learn from scripture how to stop just surviving and we need to learn how to start thriving. Yeah, how many hear what I'm saying? See, see, we're not a bunch of people who, who barely, who you know, drag ourselves through every year and get down to December and say, thank you, Jesus. We're going to start a brand new year and start all over. Why don't we build something instead of just surviving every time? Come on, how many, how many understand what I'm saying? See, turn the page doesn't just mean that, that we're said, oh, my God, I, this is the worst thing. I, now, now, you know, do you know serving God... Sometimes bad things happen to good people, but the issue is we're going to respond to those things, and we're also allowing God to do great things in our life, great things in our life. He's a great God, isn't he? And he wants to to do great things in our life. So we don't just live with a survival mentality, we're living with an overcomer mentality, that God's taken hold of us, that there's a purpose for us, and we're going to take hold of that purpose. We're going to press on. We're going to turn some pages. And so he says, here's what I've learned, Paul said. If I'm going to do that, I, I'm, I'm going to have to learn how to forget some things that are behind me. Let, let me. let me give you a word that we don't hear very often. Let's go to Matthew 4, 17, that we don't hear too often. So how do I forget the things that are behind me? How do I move from where I've been to where I want to go? I want to give you a word. It's called repent. Now, that's not a popular word in the church today because today in the American church, you have to tell everybody, no matter what you do, it's okay. God loves you. Everybody still with me? You know, to get people to come to church in America today, you have to preach this sloppy agape stuff. Where, you know, God loves you no matter what you do. It's okay, sweetheart. He understands. It's all right. That's not what the Bible says. He says he loves you. But he doesn't bless the crazy stuff you do. Come on. You think God is a bad parent? You think that? No, no. He's at least as good as your mom and dad were. And so he loves you, but your disobedience or obey want to keep you from his blessing. So the the message of of the gospel, the power of the gospel is this, that God will take us just like we are. That God will accept you right where you are. And he also loves you too much to leave you in that condition. Come on. How many are thankful for that? I'm thankful for that. We're not who we were when we came to Christ. There's transformation. And so there's a word that's an important word. It's repent. If I'm going to, how do I forget the things that are behind me? See, to, how do I repent? Uh, you, you do what that prodigal son did. You get up and change your mind. You, the, the, literally, the word repent means this. It means to change your mind or purpose. I begin to look at my life or my sin or my failures the same way God looks at them and not the way I was looking at them. Come on, how many with me today. Because you say, everybody said, I want to turn the page. Now, I'm going to tell you how do you really want to turn the page. <laughs> first word's repent. You've got to repent. What does that mean? It means that I change the way I look at my sin. I change the way I look at my life. I change the way I look at what other people have done to me. How do I change? I bring it under God's p- protection and God's direction. Look at this. When Jesus began his ministry, the first thing he said, look at this, Matthew 4, 17. From that time on, this is Matthew 4. He just began his public ministry. What's was the first thing he said. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent. Why? For the kingdom of heaven's come near. To repent means that I change my mind. It means I turn and walk in a different direction. It means I get up out of the pig pen and start walking back home. How many are with me? I turn the page. I don't stay on that same page and wallow around in it and ask God to bless it. I get up out of it. Come on, how many are with me today? Come on, you make a decision. Look, look at Acts chapter, uh, I believe it's 3, and verse 19, Acts three nineteen. So Jesus began his ministry. The first word to turn the page, to get started, to make a shift is repent. That's how he began. It's how the church began. Look at this, Acts 3. Their message was consistently this, repent then. And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That, that's absolutely fundamental. Paul says, I have to forget. I have to stop caring for what was behind me. I have to let go. I have to change the way I think. I have to line up with the Word of God. Why? Because if I do that, my sins are wiped out. And what happens? At, so look at, look at the process here. Very simple. What's the first thing I do when I'm ready to shift? I repent. Right? Which means, turn to God. What happens when I repent? What, what happens to my sins then? They're wiped out. What happens if I don't repent? They're still with me. So when I repent, my sins are wiped out. When my sins are wiped out, what happens? Refreshing comes in my life. You see, what, what we have people struggling with today, people want their sins wiped out, and people want refreshing, but they don't want to repent. See, see the process very clear. My whole beginning of this turned the page of the kingdom coming in my life, of transition happening, genuine transition, not just flipping a calendar, but flipping the devil's plan off my life. Not just turning a page, but turning my life in the right direction. See, when I turn the page, it means I've turned my life. And so when the repentance happens, then, then good things begin to happen. I have to say, God, I want to do it your way. See, we have to ask ourselves, come on, I, I want you to get in this season. I want you to turn the page. So I have to ask myself, looking at this word repent, I have to be honest with myself. What have I given place in my life? What is in my life that I gave permission to be there? Come on, how many are with me? What, see, Paul said, God's taken hold of me. I have to ask myself the question, has anything else tried to take hold of me? Everybody, Do, do you want me to finish this or just stop? Okay, so, so, so look at this. This same word is used here. I looked at this word, taken hold. I love that. Uh, the King James says, God apprehended me, and I want to apprehend what he did. God took hold of me, so I want to take hold of what he has for me. But I can't take hold of this unless I let go of that. What have I given permission to grab me? What's hanging on me? What's weighing me down? What, what do I need to let go of? L- look, look at uh, uh, John 8, verses 3 and 4. Let me show you this. this. Remember the lady caught in the act of adultery and drug before Jesus? Look, the teachers of law and the Pharisees brought in a woman. That, see that word caught? That's the same word, take hold of. The very same word right here. Do you know what happens if we live in sin? It takes hold of us. So, so I can't... Step into this new season when i'm holding on to the sin that's got me in this last season How many understand that anybody with me see okay look at this Let me show you one that's even a little that that, that that's just reality i've got to show you this look at mark nine eighteen. mark chapter 9 and verse 18 this this is uh, Really, you know eye-opening while he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has uh, is that yeah, there it is, Mark 98, thank you. Whenever it seizes him, what? This is talking about a demon. Everybody with me. <laughs> Whenever it seizes him, takes hold of him. Same word. Watch this. It throws him to the ground, he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. Ask your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You, you understand that as we walk through life, there are things trying to take hold of us that keep us from taking hold of what God has for us. And, and, and if we allow that to stay, let, let, me, let me show you something. Uh, Lee and, 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 and uh, Frank, come help me out real quick. Okay, Lee and Frank, come here. Let's, I, want, I want you guys to stand you know, one here and one here. These are my these are doorposts, okay? And 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 here's where I am now, and there's my new season. Hallelujah. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go in a new season? How many are ready to turn the page? I'm ready to turn the page. But see, I may have some some see, I may have something holding on me. See this? And I and I may have something holding on me. So I want to get in this new season. Well, Jesus? I want a new season, Jesus. Lord, I I I, I want to turn the page, Lord. I want to turn the page. Well, well, you know what? I might, there might be some things holding on to me that I can't take with me into the new season. Now, No matter how bad I want to get in the new season, it, it, it wow, well, see? So after a while, we just, we just pretend we're in the new season. <laughs> well, it's not so bad on this page. Everybody else is on this page. I've got my whole support group's on this page. You know, I think I'm going to find a few Bible verses that make me feel better about this page. Or I could do one simple thing. Watch me. God, I repent of that. And God, I repent of that. It's a new season. <laughs> it's a new day. Thank you. Thank you. Fresh, A fresh anointing is coming my way. If I could sing, I'd sing that. How many understand that? If there's some stuff holding me, I've got to let go of that because let's hurry on so see so, so what happened I have to repent because Paul says this is what I do it's, it's all part of the same thing first I have to repent see this thing here I can explain it I can excuse it I can hold on to it I can baby it I can name it I, I can find somebody else with it or I can say God you know I'm sorry I, I, that, that, that's junk I don't need that that's holding me back I repent I, I, I look at this the way you look at it, not because you're trying to ruin my life and steal my party and crash my fun, I just repent, man, and you start moving, there are things that want to take hold of us in this life, and all we do to move forward is that God, I repent of that. I say what you say about it. I agree with what you said. God, forgive me. And what happens in Acts 3.19? Then my sins get wiped away. Hallelujah. God looks at me as if it never happened. And what happens then? Refreshing comes. Why? I turned the page. I got out of that chapter of my life. And I stepped in a refreshing new place. Why? I repented. See? But look what he says, that's first half, now I can do the second half. And what does he say, verse 13 again, I've considered myself not yet to take hold of it, one thing I do, forgetting what's behind. I no longer care. Do you see why that means that? I don't care for this stuff anymore. You need to break up with some things. I understand what I'm saying? We we need to we need to have some dear John letters. Anybody even know what that means anymore? We 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 need to send a message. I don't care about you anymore. I don't care about that sin. I don't care about that 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 fleeting pleasure. I don't care about that lie in my life. I don't care about that stuff. I, I want to be refreshed and move in this page in my life. So that's part of it. And now only then am I ready to do this. Look, see, watch this. He said I press uh one thing I do. Forgetting what's behind and straining toward what's ahead. Watch this. It's, it's uh, how, how can I say this? To strain, he means, the, the word is, I'm pushing. I'm stretching. Now watch. If, if I've let go of what's behind me, then my strain is not what's behind me. It must be the resistance that's in front of me. Does that make sense? He said, I've let go of this, so I'm not, doing that that's not my resistance my resistance is here and see this is what i found once i've let go i've repented i've lined up and agreed with god you're right i'm wrong your word's true god i'm sorry then i'm released watch now and only now can i begin to use the authority of jesus christ i can't i can't use his name and his authority when i'm not lined up with him See over here in this rebellious or disobedient or compromised place. I'm not lined up under His authority, but when I repent, I step right under that line. And when I'm standing under that line, uh, here's what happened. Now I can resist. You know what the Bible says in James four verse seven. Let's put it up. James four seven says, "If I what resist the devil, he flees from me." Do you know that I can? I could. Well, I'm trying to help us. I'm turn the page. We're turning the page, right? Turn the page. Now, Tuesday night, I'm just going to take you from here to the next world, because I'm laying the groundwork now. Tuesday, we're coming in and just going from good to bad. Come on, I'm going to hear what I'm saying. I mean, we're going to we're going to be celebrating at the end of this year, blowing into that next year, dear God. We're going to scare every devil in hell off us when Tuesday Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, as we go in the new year. But I'm, I'm helping you get ready, see, because you said you really wanted to turn the page. now that I've talked about repentance how many still really want to turn the page okay all right. do you know that not everything I have to repent of was a sin of commission it may be something of omission I may be missing God's best because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now see we've been taught in church everything that's a sin just something I did bad what if I'm not stepping into where I need to be what if fear has kept me from going on into this next place? What what, what if I need to repent of my fear, repent of my laziness, repent uh, uh, of my... You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not doing something bad, but I'm not doing something great. I, I, have, to, I have to let go of this mediocrity, this average, this, this sense of, of just making it when God took hold of us. Anybody with me on this? So, so, so now what happens? What does it mean? I'm not being pulled from behind because I've let let go of that so how will i resist what 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 do i resist what's in front of me to stop me from everything god had so once i've repented it's not over now i start to walk in the authority of jesus satan i bind you in the name of jesus i submit myself to god see i repented i submitted myself to god and so i resisted the devil now he flees from me why does the devil not flee from everybody because not everybody's submitted to god I can th- Remember the, the, in the book of Acts, there were seven sons of a, of a Jewish priest who'd been hearing about the apostles and their power over demons. Remember that story? Huh? And so they said, wow, that's super cool. So they brought a demon-possessed guy in and said, in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches, we tell you to come out. And the demon said, we know Paul. We know Jesus. We don't know who you boys are. And I'm not making this up. Read it. Beat the clothes off of them. Beat the brakes off of them. That demon-possessed man beat the brakes off those seven. One beat seven, and they ran out of the house naked. First streaking in the Bible right there. Why? They hadn't submitted to God. You can blab, blah 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 blab blah the name of Jesus all day. Did you know that? Some people say, oh, my God. No, I'm telling you the truth. See, that's, that, that lost man doesn't have the power when he says Jesus that the saved man does. Huh? That 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 That, that you know... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just telling. Come on, come. On. See, see, I, 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 am your pastor, and I love you, and I've pastored a while, and and I hear people every year. I'm going to have a new year. Well, I'm thinking, how are you going to have a new year? Come on, I love you too much. Just play with you, patty cake. You say, yeah, we're just going to go in 2020. It's going to be the best year I've ever had. Why? I, I'm going to break out this year. Why? This is going to be the best you ever had. Why is it going to be? What are you going to do to make it the best year you've ever had? I can tell you it can be the best year you've ever had. If I submit to God, if I repent of this junk and let go of what's holding me back, then I'm ready now to resist the devil. All I was doing before was religious mumbo jumbo. But when I get lined up with the word and I've repented and I've let go of what's holding me back and I'm submitted to God, then I can say in the name of Jesus and Satan begins to flee out of my life. Then I am authorized to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and say in the name of Jesus, his word says, my Lord. Then demons tremble and hell shakes and you start moving forward, reaching forth. Why? Because I'm resisting the devil. I'm lined up with the word of God. Come on, how many are the same You talk about, you, can I move into a new season? The devil will get out of your way because there's enough church people playing church that he doesn't have to fool with the people who've really submitted to God and repented. Okay, how many with me? I'm telling the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Then look at this last one. He says, this, oh, Come on, it's good. Verse 14. So he says, What I press on, I press on. You you know what I've learned in my life? (laughs) He said, I'm pressing on. It's not a one-page book. You got me? I've had to turn a lot of pages in my journey. Anybody else said, I'm pressing on. Thank you for that victory, God, but it's time to get up and go after this one. Thank you, God. Whoa, that was a bad chapter, God. Let's keep reading. Come on. (laughs) You ever had those? You ever had a day So don't live that day again? And, and, And how do you keep from living it again? You turn the page. See, man, God, I don't want to do that again. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you right now, you may be running out of 2019 so hard, we can't even see you, just a trail. Who was that? You you know what I'm saying? What was that? That was so-and-so. Can't get out of this year fast enough. I understand that. I've had some years like that. I've had some moments like that. I I said, God, you get me through this day. We'll we'll never do this again. How how many say, I don't want to read that page again? Everybody know what I'm saying? I have read that page. I don't want to read that page again. I don't want to live that page again, tell the truth. If you're if you haven't had a page like that, then you're not telling the truth today. How many have had some pages you glad nobody else read? Well huh? You glad you 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 had that page, you're looking over your shoulder reading that page, weren't you? Ooh, Lord, thank you for you, you want and, and you want to get rid of that? What happens when, when you submit to God, when you when you go by all the way back to Acts 3 19? It says, What do we do? Repent. And what does he do? And your sins will be washed away. How many are thankful you got some blank pages in your book? Come on, tell the truth. I'm thankful the blood washed some pages out of my journey. huh? But then, so I don't want to read that page again. He said, I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on. I'm turning the page. I'm turning the page. I'm learning to repent, to line up, to submit, so I can resist the devil and the authority of the Word of God. And here's this last word I want you to get. So we've got to repent. We've got to resist. And you need to be refilled. You need to be refilled. Come on, you, those are your words. That's how you get there. You got to repent, resist, and be refilled. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Let me show you something, and we're going to pray. Ephesians 5. Let's look at this together. Let's go to verse 15. Ephesians 5 15. So I've got to learn to repent. Can I tell you, repentance is a gift? How many heard what I just said? How many are thankful repentance allows me to re, realign myself with God? Repentance allows me to have another chance repentance allows me to let go of what's holding me back repentance allows me to to, to be in a place where God wants me thank God how many are thankful for the gift of repentance man, I'm thankful, thankful what happened to us? why did the church stop preaching that? because we're lying to people we're giving false hope that we can get to the refreshing if we don't start with the repentance but then we have the authority to resist and then be refilled let's look at Ephesians 5.15 I, I love this. Be very careful then how you live. How am I to live wise? Wise. What do wise people do? Wise people do this. Verse sixteen. Look at this with me. How do I live wise? Making the most of every opportunity. Once again, we're, we're, when the Bible says be careful how you live, we're not. It doesn't. It would mean don't do the wrong things, but it means you are living with your eye on the right thing. To understand, be wise. Be wise how you live. It doesn't mean I am. Oh God. Don't let me, don't, God, please, don't let me do something wrong. God, oh, God, oh, God. But, the, but, but there's a way. Make the most of every opportunity. Pick your head up. Look where you're going. Keep your eyes on God. God is with me. God is for me. I'm submitted to God. I'm, I'm, I have the authority of the Lord. I'm walking this thing. I'm submitted to God. I want to make the most of every opportunity. The evil days are around me. But, but we're in the darkness, the light shines more, right? Okay. All right. Let's look at this. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish. I don't don't want to be foolish. So I want to understand, what's God's will for my life? Verse 18. He gives a contrast here. Look at this. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. So that's a substitute. For what? Instead, in the place of those things, you need to be filled with the Spirit. Now now watch this. This word, filled, in the, the original Greek language that the Holy Spirit inspired for this text, is a present, and continuous tense verb. So to transliterate it literally in the English, it, it's, it would say this, instead, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, what he says, to be Spirit-filled is not a one-time situation. It's not, okay, I got saved, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I'm there. No, that was yesterday. What about today? I don't mean you got saved again, but you better get refilled. You know, because life's going to pull on you, and days are evil, and life is tough sometimes. And there's some pages that drained you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That drained you. So what do we need? We've got to be refilled. We need to be restored. We've got to be refilled with the Holy Spirit because it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so I want to walk in this new season. How do I get there? Well, I've got to let go of some things that are holding me so I can take hold of what's there. I've got to walk in the authority of Jesus Christ, resist the devil so he will flee from me, and then I say, God, fill me again. God, restore me. God, bring this back to me. Let, let's look at the, uh, the Passion Translation of uh, Philippians 3 that I've been reading 12, 13, 14 look look at this, I like this I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute I want you to look at the words here see this isn't surviving, it's moving on to greater things and I want to teach you that Tuesday night I admit that I haven't acquired the absolute what? fullness that's what we're after not survival, the fullness that I'm pursuing but what he's doing, I run with passion look at this, into his see these words, fullness in abundance, so that I may reach the purpose. See, that took hold of me for something. That Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Celebrate your purpose. Celebrate your reason for being. Realize that his purpose is greater than your failure. Come on. All right, let's look at this. I don't depend on my own strength. Come on, can somebody say thank God to that? To accomplish this, however, what's my part? However, I do have one compelling focus. One compelling focus. What is it? Remember that? It's two halves of the whole. I forget all the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Isn't that powerful? I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm repenting. I'm letting go of what took hold of me. And what am I doing? I am what just, I'm fastening my heart to this. And then verse 14 says, watch this. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining these are the phrase I wanted you to see. Gaining the victory prize through the what? The anointing of Jesus. I need to be refilled. I need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I need to make this happen. I need to see this thing go. I want you to stand to your feet with me. I don't want you to go. Just stand. I want our worship team to come. I want you to see something, God. I, I want to share something with you. Very important. Please don't go. I got two things I want to do here before we go that are both very important. How many say, I think I understand how to turn the page? How many are willing to do what we need to do to turn the page? Okay, I'm going to line up. I'm going to submit. I'm going to repent. I'm going to resist. God's going to bring me through this thing. It's powerful. I'm going to turn the page. And so, God, we want a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our life. A refreshing. Remember Acts 3.19 says, refreshing comes. Refreshing is always something the Holy Spirit does. The refreshing of the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about the, the, the nation of Israel that finally came out of Egypt, all right? You know, the, you know the account, what happened? How long did they stay in the desert? 40 years. So I want you to think about it. They walked past the Jordan River how many times? 40 times. They had 40 chances to turn the page, and they didn't do it. See, we could say, Hallelujah. It's another year. 2020. I'm turning the page. Are we turning the page? (laughs) Or at the end of 2020, we're going to be at the same place. Hallelujah. 2021 is coming my way. I'm going to turn the page. Thank you, Jesus. 2022, right in front of me. Turn the page. Let's quit that stuff. Let's stop wandering around in a circle. One of those things that I'm going to take a straight line and go after the will of God. We're never too old to keep reaching out for what God has. Amen? We're never too young to start reaching out for what God has. I believe that God wants this to be an incredible year in your life. I believe God wants you to reach some goals you've never reached before. I believe God wants you to know Him in a way you've never known Him before. Come on. I believe God wants to take your prayer life and make it something you've heard other people talk about and you finally have it for yourself. I believe God wants your marriage to go to a new level. I believe God wants your children to rise up strong in the Lord. I believe He wants to bring prodigal sons and daughters back home. I believe He wants Calvary to reach greater heights for Him than we ever have before. And God wants you to turn the page. We all, if we look at a year, if you go through a year, I bet you've had some rough days. And you've had some happy days. You've had some good days, and you've had some hard times. But the truth of the matter is, here we are. You know what? You need to tell if the devil's been beating up on you, you need to say, I'm still standing. Just say it right now. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm right here. And you know what? You're not only standing. You're standing in the house of God right now. Come on, tell the truth. I'm standing in the house of God today. Yes, you are. Returning the page. We're turning the page. Can I tell you something? As I said before, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Sometimes things happen that on this earth you don't have an explanation for. But what do we do? We have to say, God, I'm not going to let these things take hold of me and rob me and keep me here. You know, you you are still God, and and the things that are holding me back, I can repent. I can change. My life i can do it and then i'm authorized to resist see you get tired trying to resist the devil if you haven't first submitted to god but when you submit to god you resist him it's in his name it's in his power it's in his grace and he begins to anoint you and fill you up and give you what you need for the journey he's faithful to us so right now right where we are as a whole family of believers can can I say from that wall to that wall from here to there I declare this is an altar before almighty God this is an altar we're standing listen we're not standing at the altar we're standing on the altar right now in the name of Jesus